Hey Ted, sure is nice of your sister at Main Street Books in Davidson to continue to offer our listeners 20% off their book purchases, not including shipping and handling. Have you heard about freight costs lately? Um, freight, let me tell you, this is a, my freight routine. Anyway, if uh, if listeners want to read along with uh, Pale Fire, we're going to be doing an episode about it in a couple months. They could buy that book there. Any other books they could buy, Ted? Do they have other books, or is it just Nabokov's Pale Fire at Main Street Books? They Davidson? can buy any any book you can think of. If they don't have it, you, you've got problems of your own to deal with. You could buy It Never Ends by Tom Sharpling, which... Uh, Adam just sent me a copy of. I'm excited to dig into that. Uh, but you, when you do it, you'd be supporting an independent bookstore. Uh, what better? What What else are you supporting? Gigantic internet companies that are mining your data? Uh, shop from real human beings. And if you're in Davidson, North Carolina, or the Charlotte area, you should pop in and say hi to my sister, the owner, Ada, and her remarkable staff of booksellers but you can go to their website mainstreetbooksdavidson.com and find anything that you're looking for it'll be the exact same experience as a large soulless online dealer so main street books in davidson north carolina the staff is remarkable but they are not telepathic so they will not know that we've sent you unless you use the promo code take note Welcome to Take Note. This is our little podcast about uh, carrying a notebook around in your pocket and seeing what happens when you take it out of your pocket and write little notes in it sometimes and then you read little notes to your friend. Adam, how are you? I'm good. When I write little notes in my notebook and then take it out of my pocket and try to read it, I find that they're often hard to read. Well, you don't write little notes. You're you're a, an expressive an expressive writer. Yeah. You, 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 you like to throw some ink around. I do. Take up some space. Let that notebook know that you've been there. <laughs> yes. That's right. So, that's right. I was speaking only for myself when I said little notes. We're going to see if you can read them, though, because uh, I'm going to ask you what we ask every episode, which is, uh, what do you got? Means what, what are you written down All right. in your notebook lately? This is what I wrote down this morning. I have read Robert Frost's The Silken Tent first thing every morning for 28 days, and today, <laughs> after, reaching, after reaching my article limit on the paywall at the Virginia Quarterly Review, I opened another, uh, another website with the poem on it, only to find that one word in the first line was different than the version I've read for the preceding 27 days. That's amazing that you you know this poem so well. You're basically a scholar of this one poem. You're uh you're you're like parsing out versions down to the word. That uh, I'm I'm impressed. This is this is the sound of me being impressed uh, well. with your effort i think it's just a lousy transcription by a free website but i'm glad that you're impressed i uh i'm not sure that this poem which i enjoy requires uh 30 30 reads in a month um 
but uh, she is as in. Oh, I screwed it up. Mm. Are are you? Is this for? Are you about to try to recite it from memory? I was about to do it from memory. Dude. She oh, she oh. is as in a field of silk content. That's the only part that I do from memory. Is that first line? It's not very impressive. I wasn't trying to impress you. But it's a great line, though. I love the rhythm of that line. I love the rhythm of that line too. What do you got? Well, so what? Oh, oh. what no, no, no. Okay. What, what? What did you? Uh, what did you learn from? You know, I think you could argue that no poem should probably be read every single day. Yeah. For I, well, days. I think that this is, in a way, a very simple poem, and so it doesn't demand uh, the, a reading every single day. And so that is that is kind of what I'm in the middle of. I've I've learned. I guess that the word guys is also uh, chords. Gosh, I think it's chords. I mean, I knew some things two weeks ago that I may have forgotten about. You know, at some point, oh, yeah, you have to let it all yeah. go. But um, I've let, learned... You have to let it go like you would let let the guise of the silken tent go as the breeze pulls it up to In a In the new, capriciousness of the summer thing. air. Yep, uh-huh. I've got. I mean, it's well, not a very I, long poem. I think I'm going to do it again, but I, 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 I might uh, try to find something that is not well, longer. Should, should it's we, the right length. Should we both read the same poem uh, in this next month every day? Sure. Or would that would that cheapen it? Somehow? No, I don't think that would cheapen it. But we gotta we gotta find a good one, but without putting too much effort into it. So I don't know. We'll yeah, report yeah. back next week. All right. It's a project. What do you got, Ted? Oh, uh, let's see. I wrote uh, wrote these notes after a Sunday of baking. The header was baking again. Uh, these are these are just some random notes. I am a peacetime baker. That note, uh, you know, a lot of people I feel like took up baking in uh, in proverbial wartime mm-hmm. turmoil, turmoil, uh, stress, anxiety. I, I'm uh, once things settle down, that's when I'll pull out the dough and the, the bowls and and uh, and put my hands into the dough. I'm a peacetime baker. Uh, good walls make good roofs, and you know you can put good windows in. That uh, made no sense to me in the video that I was watching, as it should make no sense to you either in relation to uh, shaping a uh, a baguette. Oh, that kind of baking. Got it. <laughs> uh explaining yeast to a child is very difficult discovered uh before you can shape you must pre-shape uh even badly made bread made at home tastes fantastic <laughs> uh let's see when it comes to open-ended sundays it's best to have something to do to stave off bored children and all of their demands you're hard-pressed to beat baking when it comes to simply having something to do. Uh, and final note, just smell that dough. Really stick your nose in there and breathe it in. What do you, what do you um, what kinds of bread are you baking? Are you just baking, baking so, the same types of bread? <laughs> 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 what kinds of bread are you baking? Uh... I I think this was a sourdough mm. baguette. It was uh, in the past. I've just made a loaf of sourdough. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm no I'm no uh, uh, 
uh, Mario Batali over here. Uh, well, the, for a few reasons, I, I think he should be. <laughs> first off, I don't think he was a pastry chef or a baker. Second off, yeah. um, he's uh, he's rightfully in the doghouse. And third off, I'm the one that wears Crocs. <laughs> Fourth off, what kind of a reference is Mario Batali? When's the last time he was in the public eye? I well, apologize. It, yeah, I don't he, apologize. Famously in the public behalf. eye, but not for baking recently. Ever baking. <laughs> um, I'm not going to Google him. Uh, you're welcome to myself, to my future self. Uh, but baking, it's great. What do you got, Adam? All right, well, uh, my six-year-old has taken up soccer, and so for three days in a row I took notes from soccer games and soccer practice and um uh there was uh i would say a young grandma she had very short hair she was wearing sunglasses she screamed constantly throughout the game and this is a short sampling i guess for well i'm not going to give you context this is a short sampling i'm not going to scream go white go get it whoop 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 turn it around there you go come on raj all right white stay on your toes turn it what get it get it get it white all right get it get it get it what turn it around somebody go 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 keep it going turn it around what oh oh get it again take it good job what get it back all right take it out white good job go white white get it get it get it be ready turn around white whoop whoop stay there good 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 all right go white white that's what I got. Whole game. Hour long. Oh, young the whole, grandma. Whole time. <laughs> turn it. <laughs> turn it. And also, it. I'll just note that when she said, turn around white, that was uh, that was Wiley was facing the wrong direction. My son was facing the wrong direction for the <laughs> turn around white. Um, we are we are the, the white team sometimes. Sometimes we're the blue team. Um, her grandson did come up to her and explain midway through the game when she kept yelling, you know, go white, 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 go get it white. At one, at one point she said, get the ball to a white person. Her grandson, who's <laughs> six, came up to her and said, um, our team name is the Rapids. But it didn't, didn't stop her. She said Rapids once after that, and she said white about 300 times. Oh, young grandma, mm-hmm. you do you. Mm. Or not, really. <laughs> What do you got? Okay. Uh, this is a quick quote from Bruce Chatwin. It always stuck with me. I read it in the Song Lines, his book, uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And I, and I, and I always loved the quote, uh, to lose a passport was the least of one's worries. To lose a notebook was a catastrophe. <laughs> he was a, a noted Moleskin user, and I, you know, he's one of those characters that gets a gets a young aspiring wannabe writer type uh to start carrying a moleskin notebook around uh but i lost a uh, lost another notebook and it uh brought me back to this quote now i'm not going to say that this was a catastrophe this is not my uh this is not my livelihood on the line as it may have been for mr chatwin um but it's really annoying and i i I lost it in the house somewhere, which, you know, you just end up uh, looking in places that you've already looked or there's, they couldn't possibly be in. But, you know, we we do this show. I got little things I'm never going to be able to conjure up again that are in the... And it's a trailhead. It's a, it's a beautiful... Yeah. Oh, you got some of those trailheads, really, huh? 
really enjoy yeah ryan ryan's like occasional co-host fan numero uno gave it to me i think it'll turn up again but you know once when it turns up i'm i'll i've already moved on to a different i'm back in a craft edition it's gonna turn up it's gonna be all out of chronology and you know these are the things we worry about it's gonna mess up your archives yeah those are the things we worry about it's probably under your bed did you look under your bed i should look under my bed yeah dang it be right back yep um but uh you know it does i I think chatwin's quote does highlight the the curious nature of of artifacts that you create yourself that you know they're chronicling your own life the life of your family that no nobody else has these you know you create this kind of of one-of-a-kind object and uh it quickly i think for the information it contains becomes very important and then, uh, and then losing it becomes kind of discombobulating in a way. I know that some members of the notebook stationary community go to great lengths to preserve kind of what they put down on paper. I certainly uh, don't clear them. I, mean, I have an archive, a little cardboard box up at the top of the closet. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's been an experience, annoying an, an annoying experience. <laughs> There's a, well, you could, you could do what I tell my kids when they forget to save their progress in something. Just, just do it again, but just do it better. Um, get a video game or a paper or something. But, um, it, it, you reminded me of that famous quote. If, uh, if I lose my notebook, it's a tragedy. If you lose your notebook, it's a comedy. (laughs) Um... Yeah, yeah, I've definitely had the panic before when I don't know where that thing is. Um, also, I'll just wander around the house and be late to a thing if I can't find my notebook. Um, and really, what difference oh, does it make? To I, say nothing of leaving the house without a notebook oh. in your pocket. I mean, that's beyond consideration. You'll you find feel naked. You'll find that old, yep. that old book you know, half-filled with kids' doodles in the uh, in the junk drawer that's at hand. You'll put that thing in your pocket just to have that security blanket I, I can it is easier for me to leave the house without a wallet than to leave the house without a notebook <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but i think you will find it in the junk drawer and i think if it's gone for a long time um and what you wrote in there was uh was you know especially meaningful or humorous or whatever you'll enjoy looking back on it i have a um <laughs> this is different I have a Sunday New York Times from a few weeks ago that I never got a chance to even take out of the bag that is in the trunk of my car. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, it's junk now, but like yeah. how many years before it's a time capsule is what I was wondering. Like, There's only one way to find <laughs> out. <laughs> that's right. I mean, even a newspaper in five years, not that interesting, but the, new, the newspaper when it's 10 years old, yeah, right there. I well, I, 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 my mind goes to kind of a Big Lebowski scenario where the car is, is stolen or totaled, <laughs> and you're forced to describe to an official the the contents of the trunk, <laughs> which includes a. Let's see. Yeah, what was it? The first week of September, I believe it was 2021, because the 10 year mark, we were about to hit it. And, <laughs> I'll be darned if that 18-wheeler didn't just shear that trunk right off and 
a really amazing uh, time capsule was lost yeah. in this accident. Sure, sure, I've got my health. Uh, sure, I'm fine. I walked away. But uh, anyway, let me know how the search goes, officer. I'm, I'll sell the car with everything in it, but uh, but I need that old that old newspaper. Uh, you know, I've lost pens that that a pen, fortunately, that was more than a hundred dollars. You know, triple digit pen. Mm-hmm. And that 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 really was a terrible feeling, but it's a it's a different feeling, you know. A field notes two dollar notebook has has very little monetary value, um, but for what you put in it, it quickly gains, you know, something irreplaceable. That even an expensive something is uh, is technically replaceable. It's not that specific. Well. Is that the one you wrote your Bitcoin password in? (laughs) If I was going to write my Bitcoin password in a notebook, I would not choose the new Field Notes Harvest Edition because the pages are perforated. Ah. Do you like that? That was pretty good, right? Trap door. Yeah. Trap door built into. Um, So so, uh, last week... Or so the the people at Field Notes, the Field Notes team, Team Field Notes, released their fall edition, a Harvest edition, um, and I've got them here in my hands, and nice. they look real nice. But I guess I've got to ask you a question that I don't know the answer to, which is, uh, what color are the covers? Are they white? Are they gray? Uh, as far as I can tell, they're white. I have not. Okay. I've only seen them on the. Yeah. The World Wide Web. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know my colors. I think they're white, uh, but I wanted to be sure. And then they've got a, uh, like a, I'm going to say like a brown, brown ink for the logo. And then they've got these drawings on them by John Burgoyne of Cook's Illustrated. They get drawings of food. There's six different illustrations. I'm looking at the one with corn. I know there's also a, uh, there's an apple and a blueberry and a few others. Um, and the, the drawings are embossed and it, and it, and it's really, really sharp. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So you like know, I can I feel was, little uh, kernels. Okay. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. And I, well, what's the scuttlebutt, uh, on, uh, Facebook about this set? Well, I, I, I don't know exactly, but I think that most, many people, most people, some people are saying Ted. um, <laughs> No, I I think you know my my feeling on it is like these are really cool and but I don't know that they're something that I would use every day um in part because I don't know there's like they created this thing they trademarked it actually a ruled dot ledger page which is uh just dot lines kind of like a dot graph and then there's a ledger and then also the pages are perforated but they you know, they do something with the perforation that these pages are not going to fall out unless you've got a fold right. to perforate it. They made a little video to show you how to do it. So, you know, my initial reaction was, I'm not sure how, if I'm going to get them all used or how frequently I'll use them. Um, they are, I mean, they, they've, they're geared towards uh, writing your grocery list or gardening stuff. I mean, that's, it's it's in the practical applications, but I think even more so it's in like more than usual. It's in the copy 
for the, I think, in the email they sent out. Yeah, maybe I'm mistaken on that. But now that I've got them in my hand and I did a little ink test on them, the paper is fantastic. You know, I do put down a lot of ink. I use that Uniball Signo UM-153. It's a 1.0, is that millimeter? I don't know. And it's the, uh, that's the ink slinger. Yeah, it's the ink it. slinger. It, uh, it doesn't bleed at all. It looks really sharp on it. And so, though the covers are not like something I would jump to every day just because that is that image of, there's like a Cook's Illustrated type image of uh, a yeah. different type of food on it. It just seems like not kind of my style. You know, that is somebody's style. And um, they look really sharp and they do feel great in the hand. And uh, the paper is really nice. What were you going to say? I was, yeah, I mean, I was skeptical uh I think in the similar way, and then I did watch the video, and you know I'm not the biggest uh, Field Notes video lover of all time, but this this one, you know, it was a kind of a call it a documentary format, a profile, let's say, of the artist, and you know, learning about his approach and his pedigree and his career distinguished the edition for me. I I felt that knowing a lot more about him brought much more interest and that, you know, I don't read Cook's Illustrated, but I'm aware of it. And it's always, it's such an iconic looking publication that learning that detail about who he was just made the whole project pop and took on this kind of iconic nature. So I'm, I'm into it. I, I, I see what you're saying in terms of kind of a daily feel. What do you want to really like? how many times can you look at a pumpkin in the course of right, a week? Right. I guess, you know, is the core of it. But I mean, I, and I, you know, I have this, uh, I've been working on this longer fiction piece in this, uh, this Cambridge notebook. Now this is, of course, I will remind you, this is the limited. So you might have trouble, uh, finding this at the staples. They might, so they, I have probably, heard. It's a limited edition, uh, but it does have that kind of ledger thing, which I've used in a creative way to, you know, keep keep the main body of the text to the right, and then you know do notes and stuff to the left. So I, I'm more open to that than perhaps I would have been in the past. Well, this ledger is like a, you got like a half inch on the left side, maybe. Yeah. That's fair. Um, some some of those bullet journaling type people will probably enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I suspect I'm not going to rush out, but if I see it on the shelves at Drom Ghouls down in the Rice Village here in Houston, Texas, United States of America, I probably won't be able to resist that uh, that embossed illustration style. I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And, you know, uh, actually, uh, you know, sort of aside from the cover, I think it's a great addition. Um, and, and there's, right, there's... There's nothing wrong with the cover. The covers are amazing. The embossing is great. The art is beautiful. It's just like you said. If I'm if unless I'm writing a novel about a man named Pumpkinhead like you are, I don't necessarily <laughs> want, uh, you know, like an embossed drawing of a pumpkin. I don't think you can get a pumpkin one, um, if if memory serves. But uh, but yeah, there's just it's not. But what, I guess really, what do I care when I uh, pull it out of my pocket if somebody sees striped corn? Matures in ninety to one hundred and twenty days. Striped corn on my uh, on my field notes. The paper is really really nice, and so from from that point of view, I think it is 
uh, really nice edition. And when I did a little ink test, wrote down some books that I'm thinking about reading, um, I really enjoyed writing in it. And so really, what, what more can we ask? When you write a list of books to read, yep. what's your philosophy with that list? Well, this How is... You put that together? I was just... I wanted to just test the paper, and I knew that there were some fall books that I'm kind of excited about, and so I thought, make a little list of books to read. It's Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead. I want to read that. Thinking about... I heard an interview with Carlovi uh, uh, Knausgaard. Might want to read his Morning Star. Talk to you and Ryan about is reading... a new one? Palefire. It's a new one. It is Carlovi <laughs> Knausgaard's... Um, book inspired by Stephen King uh which wow. yeah didn't expect that actually um he there was an interview with him on NPR today in the kitchen while I was making dinner kids were in the other room playing video games and um Carlo Vicanosgard is a name I just go to it's like a joke with them like uh <laughs> y- you know just uh, I try to see if they want to read the last Kids on Earth comic, or if they'd rather read the new Carl Ove Canalsgard, and it, and I've been doing it for years with uh, my oldest. Uh, in fact, also think there was a period where I, um, on the cover of the My Struggle books, different books, there's pictures of him, portraits of him, uh, at different ages on the covers of the different books. I've definitely had um, the Carl Ove Canalsgard portraits on the books speak to logan before so i really when he came on the radio i really wanted to um, bring them in the room and tell them that carlo was on the radio because they would have just assumed it was another pointless carlo v canalsgard joke um yeah which which was it was yeah yeah so yeah so the list is just like the list is just like books that are off the top of my head and then I can, uh, you know, then I can test the perforation, pull the page out, maybe stick it on the refrigerator. Sometimes I find... Oh, they, well, that's a good idea. I mean, a book... Go ahead. A list of books to read is such a... It's a challenge because the, the time it takes to read a book is uh, is more extensive than the life of that list, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, you're Carl Ovi, that's going to be an early 2022 project, and we all know it. I don't care <laughs> how, right. uh, how, what a family affair it is. Um, but the li- you know the list is what list you're making today. It's 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 a funny thing. I you know I find the Goodreads phenomenon is similar. My list of books to read grows and grows until the, the front end of that list is as as alien and f- unknown to me as it those books were when i added them to the list it's been so long the the list of uh, but, books but is to like scratch an itch right like oh what was that yeah. oh, oh i wanted to read that one i want to read that just put it all down in one place so you can forget about it kind of and then That's, you can even yeah, lose yeah. it it's just like you know yeah. it, it feels like those things are all like rumbling around in your head in the meantime i'm only halfway through love in the time of cholera and by the time i finish that one <laughs> you know who knows what well there's got to be a name or if there's not we should name a list like that that's that's a just a, a holding ground a kind of uh memory bank is it a memory hole i don't know something like that so what you need is like a uh, self-destructing list i don't know if that's exactly what it is yeah a list that self-destructs that's yeah, not I mean, exactly the word yeah so well, or that that has an expiration date for for the older entrance or something since I mentioned Love in the Time of Cholera, I did write down a quote from the book today because I'm 
I'm really enjoying it, and I've finally found some time to get to read it. But um, the Marquez is listing uh, a few items that you can get, a few illicit items you can get from a market, and then he, uh, then he the last one is the famous Catalonian condoms with iguana crests that fluttered when circumstances required, or with flowers at the tip that would open their petals at the will of the user. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yup. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, of quotations, okay. I did get a charming... That's a, this is a strange segue, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to let it be organic. I got a gift from my children and my wife for my birthday. Um, I know what it's her. not. I I know link the one the, thing that it's not. <laughs> the link. You just send me that link. Um, it's a. It's called my quotable kid, a parents' journal of unforgettable quotes. Now, of course, say we spend a lot of our resources uh, writing down these quotes already. We got plenty of notebooks, but this is a handsome-looking, very sturdy. Um, book from what chronicle books kind of an orangish cover of just you know one one quote per page uh to to write down funny stuff your kids say and it's been really nice it's it's you know susian and light-hearted um and i i like the fact that it dedicates you know that it or it gets you to dedicate one page to one quote it's a really kind of nice way to uh, think about funny things that people say and it's got a little who when age where lines to it but it's been really enjoyable so the way it works uh, is you come up with something you want your kids to say like you write a little funny thing and then you give them the book yep. and they have to say it do like a little kind of a teleprompter thing got you it. know with an ipad um and then you just laugh and it's it's so much fun <laughs> um well, we have chickens, of course, as I've shared uh, on the uh, on the podcast before. On September twentieth, my daughter was in the grocery store with my wife, and they were in the uh, the eggs aisle, and she said, "Eggs, ha!" Uh, so that's in the uh, <laughs> that's in the book. What's the book called? Quotable Kids. My quotable kid. My quotable kids. Yeah, it's just a nice book. You know, it's I, I'm not the first one to go for kind of a novelty. Um, stationary object i'm a little more uh simple taste but yeah this is a a birthday present and it's it's we keep it on the kitchen counter and you know it's gaining some little scraps of paper and there's a clothespin inexplicably uh applied to the cover and it's taking on a little life of its own so um that has been it's been fun you know i guess you could you could put it in the tradition of the daily the daily journal, the uh, the weekly mem- memorandum, I should say. You could yeah. put it up there with kind of a quote book, the name of which I'm forgetting at the moment. But um, specialty stationery, we could categorize that as. So a couple things. I know what I'm getting you and your family for Christmas, but I'm not I'm not telling you, and I'll probably forget to do it. That's the first thing. <laughs> the second, is there like a, can you be like a, hey, Hey boy, I don't know why you'd call him boy. I just don't feel like, I feel like it's not my my place to say your son's name on the show. Like yeah, you could say your son's name if you want. Especially just, after that 
it's that quote you shared a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. But could you say like, hey, uh, you know, your your sister's she's got more she's got more quotes this week. Well, what do you got for me? Like a little pressure. Like, hey, book's a little light this week. Go, you know, go to your room. Hey, what think, do you think of a couple? Hey, what do you think of this notebook with a pumpkin on the cover? Huh? Does that <laughs> stir any thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Get you going. Hey, uh, a pumpkin head. What do you? No. <laughs> All right. My quotable kids. I like it. And. So we're gonna Happy we gonna read Pale Fire or what? We are gonna read Pale Fire, but I don't think we're gonna read Pale Fire for about uh two and a half months. Well, we're gonna read it in two months, so we're gonna talk about it in two and a half months. God, is that what it is? Yep. Well, yeah, that's right. So we uh, we garnered some commitment from uh, from Ryan for his next uh, decasode. Read this Vladimir Nabokov classic. Uh, so get started on that if you want to join in on the conversation. Roundabouts uh, episode 140. 140. You can, um, what I recommend you do is you get yourself field notes while you're reading it. And uh, you cross off the the apple on the cover. And you write, my quotable Novikov. And uh, and you write down your, uh, your favorite lines. Like, uh, oh, I was the shadow of a waxwing slain. I wonder if I got the first line of that poem right. I think I, I was the shadow of the waxwing slain is maybe how Pellfire begins. But anyway, we're gonna read. We're gonna talk about wow. that in about two and a half months. It's impressive. Yeah, we we'll get started. In the meantime, uh, let's do this again next week, Adam. What do you say? Sounds great. Check us out on the internet. We have a little uh, a little HTML home there at takenote.space. You can send us a message. We do enjoy greatly hearing from our listeners. Uh, we are on Twitter twitter.com slash take note pod a quick note of warning we do share that twitter account it's confusing we don't sign our tweets uh reader be wise tweeter be wise in the meantime take care <laughs> has there been some sort of issue that i'm unaware of do only we... in my own mind oh okay great always yeah don't ever share a twitter account with anybody. it's a bad idea yeah it's fantastic Twitter.com slash take note pod. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>